Welcome to PwC's Tax Reform Readiness Podcast Series. This podcast is an excerpt from PwC's Tax Reform Readiness Webcast Series, held on May 23, 2018, focusing on early observations on business decision-making in the post-tax reform world. The panelists for the webcast were Ken Kuykendall, a PwC tax partner and our tax services leader, Raphael Lander, a PwC advisory partner focusing on operational consulting, Alex Velasco, a PwC tax partner focusing on value chain transformation, and Anthony Tenorello, a PwC tax partner leading our Customs International Trade Practice. This excerpt consists of a general discussion among the panelists on some of the key business decisions companies are confronting in light of tax reform. Have a listen. I want to start out just by jumping into the implications on the business side. And Alex, I want to come to you. Um, we've spent a lot of time through the reform uh, readiness series talking about a lot of these issues. Um, one of the things I liked was we were sort of putting together this discussion is trying to take this down to what are the real key decisions that organizations are, are faced with right now. I think you've got sort of a good vibe from your discussion around the types of things people are going through. So maybe you can lead off by talking about some of the key decision criteria and then we can work our way into the rest of the discussion. Sure, Ken, thank you. Um, the, we talked on the numerous you know, webcasts and other forums just around the, um, the profound impact, the, the global cha tax changes, you know, U.S. tax reform, non-U.S. developments, trade regulatory changes have on business decision making. Um, what we will post today is that from at least early experience in the aftermath of U.S. tax reform, we're seeing uh, most companies wrestling with these three um, key areas in the business from the impact of the tax uh, rule changes. Number one, uh, changes in the way the investments are made. So think about questions like what to invest in, how to fund these investments, debt or equity, you know, should it be funded from the United States, should it be funded from you know, offshore locations. Um, number two, decisions around business footprint. And we'll unpack a little bit about you know, different kinds of footprint decisions. And in fact, we're talking not just about physical footprint, you know, factories, logistics routes, et cetera, but you know, other types of you know, softer footprint, like for example, locations of intangible assets, locations of you know, people functional capabilities. And then the third major area of impact is just various elements of the operating model. In particular, we're gonna talk a little bit in detail today about transactional models. So in summary, investment decisions, footprint decisions, and operating models, specifically transactional model decisions, is what we're seeing the most imminent, significant impact on business decision making. Let's, let's talk about, so why is that? Why do we find those kinds of impact in those three areas? So here's why, and I think we've seen various you know, versions of this, and I think most of us by now are familiar with sort of what's really changing, but um, fundamental um, changes in both U.S. tax rules and certain non-U.S. developments is really what's driving those impacts. Um, here's what they are. Number one, changes in the uh, way the foreign earnings are taxed to U.S. multinationals. Um, obviously, the the toll charge on previously reinvested earnings, um, the the pivot to a new territorial system, you know, with certain features, uh, that's a big, big deal. And we'll talk a little bit about the incentives and disincentives in the new rules that drive certain types of business behaviors. Number two, uh, as noted here, is domestic rule changes. Um, we're seeing in particular 
headline rate reduction, immediate expensing, probably the number one reasons, you know, combined with the foreign-derived intangible income, FDI provision, those are the reasons why net-net we are already seeing and we're likely to see more investments in the U.S. You know, we can talk about the timing of those investments or what nature, you know, those investments might take, but clearly U.S. is in the map as far as the location for those investments. Number three, changes in the cross-border taxations, both of U.S. companies doing business globally as well as non-U.S. companies doing business in the United States. And we've talked at length about, you know, the highly complicated, interrelated nature of provisions such as guilty, beat, you know, anti-hybrid rules. Those provisions, in essence, serve to try to disincentivize, you know, certain types of behavior. And again, combined with U.S. domestic rule changes, we think net-net will increase economic activity in the U.S. And we'll give some examples of that. And then number four, and not to be lost in this discussion, there's a whole in a world of change outside the U.S., in part as a result of adoption of BEPS measures, in part as a result of the um, certain actions in the uh, European Union level, but there's a whole other sea change occurring outside the U.S. as regards to the tax cost of multinational companies. And so all those things together is why we're seeing already this sort of trickle-down impact on business decision-making. So, Alex, I mean, when you look at these, and, and I realize we're looking through a tax window here. I want to come to Raphael in a second. But when we look at these through like a tax window, these are ginormous changes. Like as we've gone through the readiness series, we've kind of dealt with each one of them in isolation and tried to dig into sort of technical applications, what it means, where there's uncertainty. But you really step back and look at this from a business standpoint. The rules of the game changed in so many different ways around how you run business. It's almost impossible to not contemplate all this and think about it from a business standpoint. And so I want to pivot to Raphael here, but, but I mean, these are substantial changes to, to deal That's with. That's exactly right, Ken. And you know, we're gonna we're gonna talk throughout this discussion in the next you know 50 minutes or so. Are there any trends that are already emerging? The one thing that we're seeing, and we keep saying to you know ourselves and to our clients, is the world has become so complex. You yes. know, these provisions are so interrelated. You got a model, model, model. The one thing that we're seeing is, while it's really, really difficult to you know shortcut to well, what trends are we exactly seeing, or what you know companies are doing different. There are definitely trends emerging, and so we'll talk a little bit about you know what are some of the early observations. There are trends emerging, and there are winners and losers right now based upon totally different criteria, which yeah. which impacts all that. So maybe Raphael, to come to you, in your role, you spend a bunch of time getting to talk with C-suite individuals. So maybe from that vantage point, what sort of areas of emphasis from organizations are being catalyzed, in your view, from the developments around tax reform? So so Ken, what what we're seeing in our conversations with our uh, clients is they're all really thinking through strategically how to use the cash that's at their disposal now. They're thinking and evaluating capital investments, uh, reviewing their global footprint, uh, among other things. Um, for example, we're working with a client now that recently closed on an acquisition. They now need to rapidly uh, unbox synergies. Uh, in order to do that, they're assessing uh, footprint consolidation. They're harmonizing and standardizing their processes. They're revving up their R&D engine. All of these things have a very important both business, operational, and tax component to them. Yeah. That's great. Alex, can you maybe walk through timeline a little bit for people? So is this a quick development as it relates to tax reform, or is this sort of an extended... Um, change of priorities that we expect to see out of organizations? Yeah, it's a good question. And um, 
I think my, my colleagues here will unpack it a little bit. I think what we're seeing is there's been some immediate reactions, and some of those may have already been contemplated. So we've definitely seen a wave of you know, publicity, both in PR and in investor relations, you know, releases, just talking about certain actions the companies have taken. Uh, and I think Raphael has a few examples you know, from his client base. I, I think um, there's a new normal yet that's to be figured out. Like yeah. That new normal has not really materialized itself just yet. So I think a lot of the fundamental decisions around longer-term structural you know, ways of doing business are yet to be taken. I think given the magnitude of change, you know, we talked about four different you know, developments, and then there's others, um, there will be lasting change on the decision-making around footprint investments and operating models. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I look at this in the concept of change happening, and I do think there's initially an impulse of suggesting, wow, a lot, we should expect to see a lot happening immediately after reform. And we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but the media hits afterwards and things that are out there would all suggest that. But if you really step back, there's so much uncertain right now as we wait through guidance to be coming out, as we wait through regulations. A lot of people are doing a lot of evaluation, but sort of wait and see. And I see this having a very long tail on it, which means this being sort of a decision criteria for organizations for an extended period of time. Yeah, and we're going to see technical corrections. We're going to see regulations. So there's more guidance to come. And some companies are going to take a wait and see approach. Yeah. Yeah, and can the, um, the the interdependencies when you consider the customs function, right? Something, you know, certainly worth mentioning is, you know, we recognize that the customs function doesn't necessarily always roll up through tax. In fact, experience tells me that it, it, it actually occurs less than 50% of the time. So, but we'll be talking more in detail as to what those uh, dependencies are and the potential impact and, and really why customs and the indirect tax function should have that seat at the table. Yeah. And, you know, we, we pointed out all these tax reform issues and some of the business implications that are out there. But beyond tax reform, trade itself is creating issues with, <laughs> with, with all the uncertainty in the trade area. So. Uncertainty is certainly one way to describe <laughs> it. Sure. Take care. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you would like further information about this topic, please email the participants whose email addresses can be found in the description of this episode. Thank you.